Log Talk Radio. Welcome to Wicked Duct Tape with your host, Russell Ellis. Russ is the author of Duct Tape Won't Fix This, a moving story of raising a chronically ill child and how this affected his family dynamic. Here, Russ gives men permission to recognize and express their emotions. He also discusses ways to confront these situations as a family in a united and cohesive way. Here is your host, Russ Ellis. Good afternoon. This is Russ Illus, and I am the author of Duct Tape Won't Fix This, uh, Father's Perspective on Raising a Chronically Ill Child. <coughs> I'm going to do a little switch up here tonight on this episode. Um, everything that I've presented so far has been a little bit heavy, and, and you know, the topics are something you know that makes people uncomfortable and Guys just don't have the ability to talk about most of it, uh, so uh, it's a, a change for tonight. Um, I'd like to take this opportunity to finally recognize and um, and bring out into the world some of the subtle changes and some of the not so subtle changes that I've noticed in the last little while of how I'm being received in the world. Uh, with this project, um, <clears throat> people are starting to actually take a stand, not, not take an understanding, uh, or at least they're trying. And and the subtle questions are, you know, are, are always there. And I, I'm an amazing um, thing has happened. Uh, and there are several amazing things. Excuse me. <clears throat> but I guess what I want to talk about tonight is the, uh, I know I've already said that, but uh, the subtle ones are huge as well. You know, they're, they're just, I almost missed them, you know, uh, because I've been, I've had my head down, you know, nose to the grindstone for so long, trying to just raise awareness that I, I didn't realize it part of it had had happened so you know again as i the questions that, that come at me are are different and the conversation takes another sentence or two before it's dropped um it, it's very subtle in the beginning and i'm just going to tell you you know i've worked very hard on this for a very long time and to see the changes that are coming, it, it uh, kind of boosts my sagging ass up. Because, <laughs> you know, you get down and, and it's it's hard, you know, when you well, nobody, you think nobody understands what's going on. But anyway, um, about uh, two, three weeks ago, I got a an email. And it was from um, Women of Distinction magazine. 
And, you know, I took one look at the title, and I deleted it. You know, I, I just, you know, women of distinction, that's not me. So the next week I got another one from them. So, you know, with a different twist on the same thing. And so I opened it just to look at it, you know, and the question seemed to be, are you a woman of distinction? And would you take our interview, you know, do our interview? So I started taking the interview just for, you know, giggles and whatever. So I, I put on there, you know, if you're looking for a woman of distinction, that's not me. Uh, my name is Russ. <laughs> and so I, I continued and I wrote it out and I gave a brief description of what it is that I'm trying to do. And when I had that all done, I just hit the send and sent it back to them. Well, about 10 days later, uh, my phone went off. And, you know, I didn't recognize the number, but I figured, okay, let's check this out. And it was one of the people um, in the office for uh, Women of Distinction. And so she says, you know, she's, we just started talking. And, you know, she said they're looking for, they're, they're producing a special edition that's coming out in November and it's going to highlight 35 men nationwide. And she was calling to, you know, um, interview me to find out, you know, if I qualified or, you know, if I, what I'm doing was worthy of notice. So I just, you know, once you get me talking about my project, you know, sit back and grab a coffee and smoke if you got them, because I'm going to talk until you tell me to shut up. So I did, and and I went right back to the very beginning when I started this project. I I thought I was going to get to the dads by going through the children. So at that in the beginning, the first year, I designed this magic hat, and I wrote a story of how the magic got into the hat. And what I my intention was was to wear the hat into the um, hospital and. Uh, read the kids a story of how the magic got into the hat, and then if they believed in magic at the end, they got to wear the hat. Now, the hat has half the magic. The child has to produce the other half. And once we get the magic working, all right, then they could put all their fear up in the hat and take out whatever courage they needed to get through the next procedure. Great, great idea. Everybody loved it, except the hospitals. Uh, they, you know, HIPAA compliance, liability, yada, yada, yada. Uh, you know, so at that moment, the Association of Oncology Social Workers came to Boston, and because I was volunteering at Social Hospital, they asked me to bring the book and the hat in to them and show it at the other end of the table. Sure. So I trudged into Boston on Memorial Day weekend. And, and I spoke to 350 of the women that attended and the people that were with me, they spoke to whoever else was there. And every one of them said that um, the hat in the book is a great tool, but there are hundreds of great tools for the kids. I showed them the book and I told them what I wanted to do for dads because that's all I had done at that point was the hat in the book, kids' book. Uh, what they told me was that what I wanted to do for the dads was needed even more than I knew. 
okay. So I sat the hat and the book aside for the kids, and I started writing the duct tape won't fix this book. And that took me, that little tiny book, 104 pages, I think it is, ripped me a new one because I had to relive the worst the worst period of my life. But I got it down. I got rid of as much of the fluff as I could. Um, and 104 pages, it's directly from my heart to your ears, and, and I hope you, you can receive it that way. So, again, I'm explaining all of this to the gal, and, uh, you know, she's saying, well, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to bring all this back to the committee, but, 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 <laughs> I said, if you want this, you're in. I said, okay, I'm in. <laughs> so it, it was, as it turns out, in further conversation, their uh, research department had found my name somewhere, and they researched me and what I was doing, and they brought this, you know, uh, they brought it to me, and I, I accepted, and so now I, I just, before this show started today, the 15th, I just pushed the send button to get all the information I needed to their uh, producers, directors, whoever they are, uh, so I'm kind of waiting to see how it's all going to go. They're going to do a uh, write-up of their interpretation of what I've done, and I get to okay it or not okay it or whatever. But when I stop and think about it, that is huge. Huge, huge, huge. Because people outside of myself are recognizing that this is a significant uh, problem that needs to be addressed. There are 32 million families with a chronically ill kid, and the divorce rate in those families is 80 plus percent. So this is huge, 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 huge. And maybe this will be, you know, I, I, I've learned, you know, that uh, there is no one uh, thing that's going to make this thing take off like a rocket. Um, and I think that's why I've, it's taken me four years to get it to this point, is that I still needed to learn a lot of things. And, you know, I, I just don't think I was ready to accept it. But I, I'm getting there now. Uh, so if this thing takes off, I'll grab hold of both sides of the seat and hang on and hope for the best. <laughs> but more importantly, if I can share with another dad what happened to me and how I handled it. And, and I got to tell you, I handled more of them wrong, more of the, more the things wrong than I did right. And, and I know it, and I accept the fact that I did the best I could with what I've got. But they don't have to, because I've been there, done that, got the T-shirt, coffee cup, and everything else. You know, if we can just create a language that allows us to speak to each other and be heard. You know, I, I don't want to be in competition with anybody. I'm not, you know, that's not operation with all of them. And let's re-figure how we do family because it ain't working, guys. It just ain't working. Even without a sick kid, it's 50-50. You know, you, you add a stressor like that, you're screwed. You got no shot. So 
you know, uh, again, I want to keep this up, you know, white and, uh, you know, kind of up in the air. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited at the subtle changes. I'm excited at the big changes, um, you know, that, that this is, this, this is real, and it's not just real because I say it is. It's real because it's happening in the world in a big way right now. And, <clears throat> you know, we need to do something to change it and fix it and be responsible for it. You know, this, uh, you know, you can't expect the government, you know, the healthcare industry, uh, whoever, you know, this is our problem. We need to fix it. So there I go. I get all a little fired up again. Sorry. But I got to tell you that this is a this this new acceptance has been a long time coming, and you know I mean it fills my fills my heart with hope and and you know that this this may be something that will make a difference in the world, and that would be I mean you know amazing. Okay, so that's one thing. Another thing that happened to me, this was, uh, I don't know, I think it was last Thursday. Um, I, I was trying to go out and I, I go to the ocean when I need to write because it just, you know, I send out a problem and it comes back and I get an answer. But anyway, I, I, I go to the ocean and there's a particular place on the canal that uh, has a uh, roof over it with some picnic tables under it. And I was sitting there, and it was raining to beat that. Jesus out of it. And uh, nobody was walking. Everybody beat feet for home or a car or whatever. And I looked up, and come around the corner was this gentleman underneath a kind of a dilapidated umbrella. And he was walking around, and he walked in and sat down behind me. And I had papers that he laid out everywhere. And he said, you look industrious. <laughs> Or something, and so I, I said, "Yeah, well, I'm I'm trying to get the word out there about my my book, and it's about you know being the father of a child who's had cancer six times over the last thirty seven years." And I got those words out of my mouth, and the conversation flowed from that point forward, I, and we lost track of time. The time did not exist. We're, we're on the same path. We've done a lot of the same things, you know, and in different places. But it was like, you know, here I, I needed someone or something or a signal or or something. I guess I was getting, you know, uh, bummed out and tired of doing all the work and getting little results. And, and then all of a sudden, here in my lap, like, wow. <laughs> And then everything just seemed to come together. I, I, my computer had crashed. I finally refound all the documents that I needed to send to the uh, magazine. Um, and I, it happened in Saturday and Sunday. I busted my butt and got it done. And I had a few more things I had to do, and I got at it today and sent it just before I did the show. So there's, there's, going on and uh, it, it's absolutely astounding to me 
how many really, really good people there are in the world. You never hear about him. You hear about one occasionally because he, he or she is extraordinary. That's the only way you hear about him, all right? The only ones you hear about are the ones who rape, murder, maim. <clears throat> but when you stop looking at those people and you start looking at the, your next-door neighbor, okay, how important they are, how wonderful they are, we need to rebring the focus back inside of, you know, never mind what's going on out there. <clears throat> well, we've got to pay attention to that somewhat. But, you know, I, I, I no longer listen to radio, TV, newspapers, any of that, because it's mind-deadening. You know, my life has changed uh, 100, 360 degrees, 180, whatever number you like. I am a different man today than I was four, four and a half years ago when I started this project. I am, I am, I've gone and turned myself inside out, you know, and I, I, shining the light into those dark corners. It just needed light, you know. They're not dark and they're not evil. It's just, you know, it's stuff that just gets tucked away and forgotten about, and it needs to be addressed and put some light on it and. You know, the problem tends to dissipate and evaporate. So, you know, don't don't be afraid to look in the corners of your mind because you'll be surprised. You know, you, you think it's all ugly and, you know, that's where the monsters are, but that's not so. You know, it's just a, out of your mind, out of sight, but it's still there, you know, and it sneaks its head out or an arm or a leg or whatever and, and trips you up. So we need to get back inside and, and, you know, I guess personal responsibility is is the thing that I'm speaking of here. Um, and that that one came to me very hard, I got to tell you. <clears throat> I think it's because it's a societal thing, you know, where we're no longer personally responsible for our actions. It's, you know, the government, the parents, the, the boss, the the IRS, uh, uh, whoever, you you have the capacity to think you know right from wrong, you screw up, it's on you, all right? But we need to get back to that. So, uh, no, I'm sorry I jumped on the wagon again. <laughs> sorry. Uh, usually I've got three or four pages of them written stuff that I can revert can revert back to and uh you know I don't have that tonight. I'm just kinda of winging it. And it feels kind of relaxing a little bit, you know. I mean I still feel the time pressure. Um uh you know, it's only thirty minutes but sometimes when you're unprepared or you're seemingly unprepared that uh it, it like three days. And then other times a half an hour is like uh you know, you need more, way more than that. But in any event, um, I guess I am. This, the, the name of this new magazine, or the, the magazine that these women are putting out, is called the Top 100 Industry Experts. And that's what. Uh, geez, I'm really proud of the fact that this, that this project stands alone. All right, it's real. It's it's people understand the significance of what I'm trying to get out here. And I'm really proud of that. It's taken me a long time with 
no feedback, no nothing but uh, keep going, you know, yourself and, and take responsibility and do what you need to do. And, but, you know, now the subtle, even the subtle stuff is, is glaring. Uh, and I'm really, really excited about it. <coughs> you know, when I, when I think about it, you know, they're, they're interviewing any number of men nationwide who are uh, doing something substantial for their community or their, um, you know, for their share, their, their corner of the world to be considered among those top 35 guys is quite, quite, well, first of all, I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that, but I guess that's just how important this project is because I get, you know, like I said, I get buried face down, nose to the grindstone, and I lose track. Then somebody comes down the, the rut and gets me out of it so that I get a bigger look or a better look at uh, at what's what's happening. And finally, you know, it is starting, I'm starting to make a difference. And that is heartening, like you can't understand I'm going to take a moment here and uh, play a commercial, and I'll be back. Hey, Jenna, have you seen the TV show Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod on Channel 99? OMG, I love that show. It's with Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis. She's an international best-selling author and Lori Boyle, the CEO of Lori Boyle Media. Right. They're hosting a personal development seminar, Retreat for the Soul. It's about your dreams, meditation, healing, and the subconscious mind. Ooh. It sounds fun. And rejuvenating. Let's go. Where do we sign up? Their website, wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Did you know that you can use your own radio show to promote your business and become a celebrity in your area or industry? Do you have a great idea for a radio show or a passion that you would like to share with other like-minded people? The Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio and TV hosts Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle will show you how. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Do you have a great story to tell or do you want to write your memoir? Best-selling author Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis and Lori Boyle, CEO of Lori Boyle Media, are the hosts of the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod TV and radio shows. Join their Writer's Workshop Intensive to get writing and get published. Go to wickedhousewivesoncapecod.com. Oh, it's me. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess, you know, I guess that it, this, the realization that this is moving forward and it is in a most positive direction Um and and not only men but women are understanding it for what it is. It's not some concoction made up by somebody just trying to sell books or make a profit off of somebody else's back. But this is real. This is how you and me and the families and the children and, and the extended families are being hurt as we do nothing to change this, all right? I think it's time that we are, you know, we've we got to plant a foot here somewhere and say, okay, it stops here. So I challenge you, the men of the world, all right, with a sick child or anything, even if you don't have a sick child, to plant a foot and say, enough. This is This is where it stops. It stops with me. So I am going to plant a foot and I will accept nothing less than 
um, positive, upbeat, make a difference, and, and let's see if we can't just change our little corner of the world. Um, I think guys need to have a conversation. I think that that's, you know, they, they don't want to, guys don't want to be told, guys don't want to talk about you know, um, things that are emotional. Um, so we need to develop some sort of a language that says, this is what I feel, this is a manly way to say it, um, so you, there's no shame or embarrassment behind it. Because we don't, as men, we don't have language that, that says how we talk about what we feel. We don't talk about what we feel. We stuff it. And again, I'm, I'm jumping back into the deep end, but this is all part of how this comes together. This is all part of how change happens, you know. It doesn't happen like I wanted it to. Four years ago, I wanted all of this to be happening right away. But it's funny how that works, you know. It's like it happens in its own time. It happens when when you've done the work that you need to do to be ready to take the next step, and the next step appears. And it, and it just boggles my mind. And, and it, it always has, it always will. But it's real, okay? So you can fight it or not fight it and step up and say, okay, let's, I can do this, you know? Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I know that I am, I don't usually move on something until I'm in enough pain. And my pain tolerance is huge, huge, I'm telling you. <clears throat> so if, if that's true and if I've already gone down the road ahead of you, and I can help you by reaching back and offering my hand and knowing what you're talking about as you're saying it. Because I've been there. Because I felt it. Because I've done it. And I think maybe you might want to step up and say, okay, let's try it. I, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist, a medical man of any kind. Okay? I'm just your average schmo who has lived it for 37 years. I've done, you know, a lot of things to help me wrap my head around it, you know, therapy, volunteering, hospice, uh, you know, working with kids with cancer, yada, 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 on I goes. And so I, I, I'm able to articulate the stress, the, you know, the, the unbelievable stress, like having your head in the vice the whole time. So have a little faith, step up, step out, um, be brave, you know, and, and just pick up the phone or pick up the computer and send off to, uh, for now, let's use the uh, Facebook, uh, uh, my head just shut out, uh, the Magic Hat Project, all right? We've got a, uh, a, a means of communicating there. Um, if you need to talk on the phone, uh, I'm willing to meet you anywhere you need to be met, anyhow you you know you need to be met. Do something. You know, doing nothing perpetuates the problem. And if we step up and help each other, maybe we can fix it. And so I look forward to next week, and uh, I'm probably going to have to jump back into the deep end and talk about something heavy, 
but in the interim, you know, there's always there's some good that are happening here, and and I'm tickled to death that it's that it is. And so until next week, I'm I'm gonna sign off, and you have a great week. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Wicked Duct Tape. You may join Russ every Tuesday night from 6 to 6.30 Eastern Time right here on the Wicked Housewives on Cape Cod Radio Network. Thanks for listening and have a great week.